14% of adults in the United States and 17% of UK adults admitted to sharing news that they thought was fake at the time. Hello listeners and now viewers as well. Welcome to Squeezing the Orange of Social Science, a podcast co-hosted by myself, comedian Akinam Obitan and Professor Dan Cable. On each episode, the two of us pick apart peer-reviewed and published social science papers and we squeeze them apart for their best bits so that you, the listener, don't have to sift through pages and pages of academic literature. So yeah, I say listeners and viewers as well now because Dan and I have brought Squeezing the Orange to YouTube. What's up, Dan? Wow. Hi, everyone. What do you think? Is this working? (laughs) Um, No, you know, it's funny. Um, Never let a good crisis go to waste. That's what we're doing here. We have this uh, coronavirus thing. Maybe some of you have heard of it. And that means that Akin and I are not able to get into the studio. Well, actually, to be honest, we probably could but they won't let us in for more on this. <laughs> we have beseeched them. <laughs> so we are at our respective homes. We're doing some recording in a new way. And for those of you that have never done this thing before, you might know something about this, but we scientists, quote unquote, we social scientists spend all this time gathering data on these theories and these ideas that we have. And then we publish them in journals that nobody reads. And the whole point of this squeezing the orange is to say, Akin and I want to change that. And what we want to do is find these cool articles that have really important findings and squeeze out the best bits and then deliver them to you, the viewing and listening public. Yeah, so we say viewing and listening because as a podcast, we have about 30-something episodes out there and we bounce through loads of different topics from like um, the importance of the color of the clothing that you wear, the, the value of expressing gratitude to one another, humble leadership, is that a thing? There's like heaps of them. There's even one about like what's the sandwich makers and things <laughs> like that. Um, so yeah, we just want to kind of like keep this going. We can't get in the studio, but we can put together some tech and hopefully give you guys some sweet, sweet science. So once again, you can get the benefit of the science without reading 40 plus pages of, um, of, of well-written. I'm going to be complimentary yes, to your scientific absolutely. friends, Dan. <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> well, it's well. me, quote, unquote, well-written. You know, it is, it is really true because we write them because they're for peer review, and we write them because they got to be replicated. They got to be replicatable. And so the idea is there's lots of information there, everything from like the theory that we use to develop our hypotheses to the method that we use. And uh, the sort of normal human in the world just isn't going to wade through it. And they don't. They got things to do. Yeah, there's there's another season of Better Call Saul. I'm not going (laughs) to... I'm not going to read through psychology today. Or, or. No, I mean, even that would be straightforward. This would be like today is psychological science. And it's just, it's just, you know, it leans toward the sort of technical side of the, of the science. So totally. So you, you kicked us off Dan just now with some stats and those stats, I believe were about like the U S and the UK. And was it like the likelihood of sharing like fake In news? This case, was- those stats were the percentage of people who knew that some news was fake. So like some news came into their feed, you know, that might be Twitter, that might be whatever, WhatsApp, and that might be Facebook. They, they saw it. They knew it was fake. 18, you know, whatever percent of them were like, yeah, that, that's fake. And then I'm going to share it anyway. <laughs> and those so are this the people is, that admitted it, by the way. 
you know, totally. That's, that's the 18 people that said, yeah, I, I did that. Imagine how many people were like, did it, but then weren't willing to admit it to the researchers. Well, there's also the percentage of people who did it, but weren't smart enough to know that it was fake news. <laughs> well, actually, for what it's worth, I mean, that is actually a really nice entree into this study. And by the way, the study is Daniel Efron, one of my colleagues at London Business School. What's Hey, Daniel. <laughs> and then the, the name of this article is Misinformation and Morality Encountering Fake News Headlines Makes Them Seem Less Unethical to Publish and Share. And you just sharpened a point there, Akin, maybe unwittingly or maybe very wittingly. The, <laughs> the, the point that you sharpened is do they know it or not? And in this study, what's so important and so new is all the people in this study knew that these were fake headlines. No, because this, the researchers told them, like, hey, people, this shit didn't happen. Like, this is fake. And so the interesting thing about it is, like, in the real world, the same thing happens. A lot of times he comes in and you're like, no, Hillary Clinton did not get drunk during this inauguration party and hang out with all these people. But at the same time, there's a load of people that send it along anyway, knowing full well that it's illegitimate, let's say. Totally. So these, uh, these researchers, they're looking at the, I guess, the moral questions of what's going on here. So it's kind of asking the, uh, in, asking kind of like moral questions along the lines of, if you do know that it's fake, why are you still likely to share it? But also on what kind of like, what kind of like factors are influencing that decision for your morality to kind of like ease up a bit? And so we can kind of like get into some of like the, the methods that they use right then. Cause they had like four, four studies That's that right. they did here, four studies looking at one question, yeah. which is yeah. you researchers get real trigger happy once you get a budget, don't you? You're I, like, I, <laughs> prove it again, prove it again. And what they're doing though, and this is cool in each study, they're sort of blocking and tackling what alternative explanations might be. Like, here's an example of what I mean by that. So like in study one here, they're going to expose people to the same fake news headlines four times. And then they're going to expose them to a bunch of other ones for the first time. And they're going to look to see if repeated exposure makes it seem more ethical or less unethical to share it. Then in study two, they're like, well, that, what happens if we only show them once? And so right there, it is a whole new study, a whole new set of people. And it, you know, cost, like you said, it does cost more money. But that's what they're doing in these four studies is they keep peeling back the onion of like, what are alternative explanations for this? And can we, can we kind of learn more about that? And that's the thing that I do enjoy about these, these research papers, because I just kind of read them in my own time for like giggles, really. Like this is my idea of a good Friday night is a glass of red wine. <laughs> and, and a social science paper <laughs> and psychological science <laughs> but i do love the how each study kind of builds on one another always focusing on one key question but like you mentioned dan they're eliminating factors so when it does come to to fake news i was joking at the top about whether people are smart enough to know whether or not it's fake but that's a legitimate question because if people don't know it can kind of void the question that you're asking right. Right. so if someone doesn't know like if i don't know a story is fake i'm sharing it for different reasons however if i do know a story is fake 
then that's the question that we're kind of like looking into. And the, the ramifications of this are, are plenty as well. And if you want to kind of get a bit more of an idea of when I say the ramifications are plenty, we did a, a, an, ep- an episode on the podcast on the contagion effect. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're so interested in this question. Because if we say, let's say about like, you know, 18% of individuals are consciously sharing this, but we're talking about like what a platform like Twitter is probably like what, like a billion users, maybe half a billion or a billion users. Oh, no. I, Facebook's yeah, I, around I, 2 billion users. Yeah, right. So like that half, that like 20%, like that's a lot of influence on a society yeah. Yeah. in terms of what they deem to be reality. That's right. And what you're saying is so prevalent and relevant in this study because the point of this study is showing that the first time that piece of fake news slides across your inbox or slides into your, your, uh, your account, you're pretty sure it's fake and you don't share it because you know it's fake. Then what seems to be happening, and this is what the science is about, the second time it slides on through, even though you still know it's not true, it gets some truthiness. It, it gets like... They called it the ring of truth. And that's really mm. weird. It's this idea that in your brain, it starts to, I, I honestly, God, I do not understand how human brains work here. It's almost like part of your brain is saying like, no, that's just bullshit. Another part of your brain is like, well. <laughs> it's, it, it might it be bullshit, liminal. but yeah, it, yeah. it's interesting. And it's truthy. <laughs> it has a certain yeah, truthiness. Yeah. <laughs> it's not and truth. This is, I think... It's part of the challenge as well, because you have headlines versus articles. And in these studies, so there was four studies, what they're doing is they're just showing them the headlines and they're, they're getting a sense of morally, how do they feel about these headlines, mm-hmm. knowing that the headlines are fake? How yeah. likely are you to yeah. like it? How likely are you yeah. to share it? How likely are you yeah. to comment on it and maybe like um, kind of like check someone and be a bit like, yo, that's garbage. So they're looking yeah. for things like that. And as our, our moral, I don't know, like our moral defenses, as they kind of like weaken, because we see these things so many Something times, like that. increases our likelihood of positively engaging Something in what is like fake news. And like, let's just bring From what I that. gather. Well, it sounds like that pretty much is the summary of what they're finding, but in terms of how they're finding it, if the listeners and the viewers yeah. want just a little bit of like grit here, like they went out and got 138 people in study one to make 1,648 observations around all these headlines. And so like, these are all actual fake news. None of this is just like making them up. They went out and got the real ones and then they got fact checking websites that said these are all fake. So you know, objectively, this does not happen. Uh, in the real world. And then what they did is for six of them, they showed people and randomly, completely randomly, they would just pick six randomly and they'd say, okay, here's six of them. And then the other six, um, they would show only one time. So that gave them this comparison. And then they rated them on these different items, like how interesting is that? How engaging, how funny, how well-written. They ask all these different things. And then the important thing that they asked is they answered whether or not they thought that it would be immoral or not to share those things. And so like, is it unethical? Is it immoral? This is a different question because it's saying it may or may not be true and you may or may not know that, but given that these ones are fake and we're unambiguously telling you that, how bad would that be to share it? And so then that's, you're absolutely right, Ak, and what they then did is they linked how ethical and moral you saw that to would you then share it? And they actually found that that linkage was there. Anything about that first study share you, by the way, like in terms of like, 
anything that they measured or any way that the method happened or is there anything so else? somewhere but somewhere in studies one to three and yeah. i just yeah. found it comical man i'm like what is going on like because like very often i read these studies and when you're reading them it's easier to do so from like a lofty position and be like oh yeah well that's just these kind of like test subjects who obviously aren't as bright as i am but they're getting like you know they're getting like a good sample of yeah. individuals yeah. and very often with these papers as well not only is it a good sample it's uh, it's like college educated people as well so quite yeah. often yeah. I'm, i mean i'm not going to start ragging on <laughs> people with like you know degrees from fancy schools and whatnot but i'm going to assume that you know they've got some degree of like you know uh, reasoning ability about them so when you start seeing the results it's a bit like whoa like yeah. Yeah. what is going on here and I, I lead into that to say that with the first three studies which is really interesting they get told that all of these studies are fake all these headlines yeah all these head sorry all of these headlines thanks mm -hmm. though uh, they get told that all of these headlines are fake but one of the questions along the lines as well is like how like how I guess how real do you believe the headline to be the headline that you've been told is fake here's six of them you've been told it's fake here's another six as well we want you to measure all 12 of these but the ones that they're being told are fake people are still lending a degree of reality to something Somehow. that they've been told is not real and that's the really i was scratching point. my head i'm still I'm still, uh, I think it's fine for us to be scratching our head. And actually, that's one of the things I love about science is it's most interesting when we don't understand it all. And, you know, we got these weird brains. Remember that one, Akin, that we covered where you got part of your brain, it really operates on what it wants, like right now. And then there's this other part of the brain that's like what it should do later yeah. on. And then when you look at the movies that people pick, the should brain's like, yeah, I want to watch that documentary. And the what brain's like, I want to watch something with Bruce Willis. And I, need, like, I need Bruce Willis in my, fight, right? <laughs> in my Saturday maybe, night. <laughs> maybe that's a little what's happening here. It's like mm. part of the brain that's like, I know that's not true objectively. But then there's another part of the brain that's like, but it seems truthy. And it sort of would be interesting to share that. But you're absolutely right. I think this is really worth putting out there that in these, um, these you know, four different studies, they got really diverse samples. So like experiment two, you know, it's a study where they got 796 people, you know, 467 women, 326 men. In the first one, they looked at, it was 138 people, but uh, the average age was 34 years. So these aren't like kids. Um, the range was from 18 to 74 years old. Um, they had reasonably good uh, mix in terms of like Democrat or Republican or not leaning toward either party. So like, these are really good samples of kind of like normal people out there in, you know. What does that say about normal people, Dan? <laughs> well, that we're scary. You know, that, that, we, that are. we are not to be trifled with. <laughs> we just walking around just kicking everyone's bins over in front of their homes, man. We're like, society, in one way, I'll have my corrupting effect. And for some people, they're away. Their way of sticking it to the man yeah, is just sharing the like clockwork orange. Because <laughs> like, um, in study experiment four, experiment four was the only one in which they didn't tell people whether or not the story that they were reading was fake. That's right. That's right. And what they did that in order to kind of increase the external validity, because like in the real world, although to be honest, okay, what I was going to say is in the real world, you don't have those things saying this is fake. Although Facebook does have that thing with the fact checkers that if you try to fake, 
if you try to share fake news that their fact checkers have caught as being fake, they tell you like, hey, you're about to share some fake news and people still do it. You, you still want to? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like, I, I really started like, I didn't realize because I, I don't share much news on, on Facebook, on Twitter. One of my personal rules is unless I've actually read an article in its entirety, I won't like it. I won't share it. That's just like a person because I'm aware of how much kind of like crap is out there. But I find it quite funny that like Zuckerberg, wasn't he in court last year? <laughs> and he had to explain why, why the all these regular, people? why like, and they gave him a really hard time. This guy was like, <laughs> sat there. He's like, look, man, I just built this app with some of my mates so that you could keep in touch with people you went to school with. I now I'm in court. I didn't make them share this shitty news. I explain why someone on the other side of the world. <laughs> Couldn't you just like share a funny, a funny video or something? <laughs> Supposed to just put your holiday pics up, and now everyone, know. everyone's got some sort of like extreme political opinion. It's just, it's just bizarre, man. It's I don't bizarre. know what to do with it. I don't know what to do with it. Um, I think that we probably should start to move toward closing this. Uh, we haven't, you know, totally. gone into each and every study. There, there is one more thing. I don't know if you sort of want to delve into it just a tiny bit, but in study three, do you remember that thing that they did where half of them they randomly assigned to like really use their brains and kind of do deliberative yeah. thinking. And they said, they told these people like really take time to deliberate and think really hard and ignore any gut feelings. And then the other half, they told them to do intuitive thinking, which is like, don't really think about it too much just um pay attention to your feelings and rely on your first instinct and he found that that helped a little bit it helped a little bit in terms of not thinking it was as unethical um so it seemed to help to deliberate on that a little bit more but it frankly didn't really seem to affect whether or not they were willing to share it so to be which honest, is pretty scary right pretty scary. so like because that's kind of what facebook are attempting they're a bit like can we get people to just think for a second by putting this alert up by yeah. saying hey by the way what you're doing like that's that has been checked by independent sources is fake you sure you want to share yeah. it and people are like eh. yeah <laughs> don't tell me what to do zuckerberg <laughs> you and your army not gonna you help and your army <laughs> and your billions of dollars <laughs> Everyone's okay. angry okay. that this kid's got billions now. If you now. gave me like a million, you can tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? <laughs> if you awesome. can give me my, give me the cash equivalent of my data, <laughs> then and then I I'm will, not going to share this story about why Trump is going to be impeached. <laughs> okay. okay. So here's another thing. I think this is really funny. In the actual article, they ended with this quote, which I really, really liked. And it goes, um, <laughs> it said, after they talked about this, like Facebook trying to inform users, this is, you know, fake news stuff. It goes, we suspect that these efforts will be insufficient as long as people find it more morally permissible to share previously encountered information that they know is false <laughs> than new information that they know is false. Man, this, is that, what, that this is what- Oh yeah, I was just going to- well, here's what scares me so much about that. Because it's this viral thing, people who know it's fake, they share it, that puts it out there even more, which means more people see it, which makes them think it's more truthy, which makes them more likely to share it. It's almost like 
this is why fake news goes viral. I guess I didn't I, say that well. Can, can you help me? No, 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 no. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. But it's just like the last few years, I don't know what planet Earth has been like for you the last few years, Dan, but real news has been pretty interesting. Like, what is, yeah, what is this fake news stuff. that everyone is craving? Like, have you looked outside of your window, people? Like, real life has got pretty interesting. Oh man, but that'd be like my last point as well, actually, just on that note as well is um, like, just this kind of like idea of propaganda, like very often when like propaganda is considered, it's, it's always like some external source, like some higher power, some conspiracy yeah. theory, some, some, some evil government or new world order. But what this study is showing that propaganda, it kind of does take two to tango. So just as certain, I guess, departments or I don't know, media platforms wish to kind of like mislead, we engage in it. If we don't engage in it, it kind of dissolves and just disappears into the ether. And that's like good stories, bad stories, things that people don't engage with just get shunned to one side. And so what it's suggesting here in this paper is they're indirectly saying, hey, Pete, take a look at yourselves. Like, because these stories would not get as far if you weren't sharing them. So when I, it's kind of given me a different perspective on propaganda. I guess that's what I'm trying to say is it's not just this external force that's kind of like beating ideas into my head. It's also about what I'm engaging with and interacting, but then also all of those jerks that I've added and made Facebook friends, what are they sharing onto my timeline that is making me feel a lot more chilled about things that are kind of like, you know, a bit morally, um, if I want to get extreme with it, reprehensible reprehensible that's a big word um i'm going to throw out something that my mom once told me and i'm going to adapt it and then i'm going to stop uh, i don't know if you have like one more thing you want to say but <laughs> I'm seriously when, when i was a little kid and probably even now my mom used to tell me danny she called me danny she would say danny you've told that lie so many times i think you're starting to believe it and i think honestly what we're seeing here is like the equivalent of saying You've seen that lie so many times, you're starting to tweet it. Mm. You know, it's like what the, the change up on what my mom used to tell me, which by the way, I do think is true. If you continue to tell a lie to yourself, the familiarity of the thing, it almost becomes truthy. What they're showing here is, I think really powerful and important is even though you knew it was a lie originally, after the couple of times you've seen it, you're now willing to put it out there into the world as if you thought it was true. So anyway, really interesting study. And thank you, uh, you know, Daniel and was it Raj? Uh, Medha Raj. And, um, you know, thanks for doing your science. Coolio. And, uh, and sweet, sweet listeners, uh, just uh, listeners and viewers as well, man. It's like people who've got eyes on us. Uh, just uh, you can help support Squeezing the Orange and help encourage us to get these ideas out there. Uh, hit subscribe on YouTube, on your podcast app. Uh, like comment share we've got the comment section now if you if you are watching mm. this on youtube do leave a comment because we'd love to hear your thoughts about fake news why people are spreading it do you believe that you engage in it as well have you seen anything where you're just a bit like like have you had to like unfollow someone or block someone because of what they're continuously sharing we'd love to get like a bit of a discussion going to see what people's experiences of fake news is like um i believe that's all anything else you want to say dan no, that's really fun. I'm looking forward Super. to hearing what people say. And share this, unlike the fake news, share this with your friends. <laughs> Thanks Thank for you. rocking with us, listeners and viewers. Ciao.